Who is the biggest dynasty winner coming out of week eight? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Please be sure give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe wherever you're listening, especially on YouTube. Go subscribe on YouTube. Give us those little thumbs up emojis because we really appreciate it. And it helps others find the show while we help you build the ultimate dynasty fantasy football roster. Marcus, happy Monday. We are almost through week eight and Arguably, I think we just saw the best week of football that we have seen in some time. I don't disagree. Happy Halloween, by the way. Happy Halloween. That's that's fine. Uh, All right. I got a takeaway from from week eight, Kate. This is not some uh, groundbreaking news, but I think it's important to remember. Play your studs. Like, even if it's a tough matchup, if they're going through injury and they're out there playing, Play your studs because okay, we saw on Sunday the the biggest stars in the NFL all put up huge numbers. Let's start with our guy Derrick Henry, right? You would think in a matchup playing with a rookie quarterback, you know he was going to get a lot of work. That hey, maybe this isn't going to be the most efficient day for him. That you know Houston's you know pretty decent on defense; they're going to stop the run. Nope, Derrick Henry, thirty-two carries, two hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns. Also added in a reception. DK Metcalf going through, I think his knee injury, didn't practice all week, was active. What does he do? Six catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. How about Stephon Diggs playing against Jair Alexander, maybe the best outside cornerback in the league, six catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin uh, going up against Stephon Gilmore, um, one of the best corners in the NFL, defensive player of the year uh, a few years ago. What does he do in this game with the backup quarterback? Six catches, 113 yards. Play your studs. Play your studs. Play your studs. I don't care what they're going through. I don't care about the matchup. They are studs for a reason. That's my biggest takeaway from week eight. My biggest takeaway, I think, from that entire spiel you just had, Marcus, was that you just labeled Terry McLaurin a stud once again. Are we here for Terry McLaurin? Okay. He's a stud. I think he's more of a real life stud than a fantasy stud, but as long as Taylor Heineke is in at quarterback, maybe it doesn't matter. Well, but we've seen this now in back to back weeks, right? Eight catches, 113 yards against the Colts, eight or five catches for 73 yards against the Packers. Like, even in matchups that where you'd think against really good corners and good defenses, he's not going to produce. He does because he's a real life actual stud. He is a real-life actual stud, and I I think, you know, there is one team that could definitely use a real-life actual stud uh, in the Green Bay Packers, but we we Mm. can talk about that a little bit later. But, yes, definitely uh, one of those weeks where you you absolutely remembered exactly why you drafted these players. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins came Mm -hmm. back, uh, has come back with a, a true vengeance here, uh, in his return from suspension, uh, like just absolutely just crushing soul crushing. If you faced him uh, 12 receptions, 159 yards and a score, he's looking healthy. He is looking back. He looks yes. uh, happy to be back with his teammates here. So it, 
I think this was a a prime example of that. Now, like, I'm going to be honest, Marcus, I did not start DK Metcalf anywhere, anywhere. I had him in Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I, I sat him in every single league because I, I said to myself, there is no possible way, no way, no possible way that this man returns to the lineup after news. Like, I mean, there was initial speculation, like, oh, he might miss a month. Like, and he comes back the next week. Yep. Are you serious? I yep. like, are you serious? I just can't. I, it's, I, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, the other thing I want to say just really quickly before we start talking about some running backs that had huge performances. I don't know if Tua Tungavaloa is a great NFL quarterback, but he's so important for fantasy, right? Because when he's healthy, this uh, Dolphins offense is incredible. Um, in this game, 29 of 36, 382 yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 12 catches for 188 yards. Jalen Waddle, eight catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. I don't want to say he's the most important fantasy quarterback out there because he's not. But, man, when he's on the field, this Dolphins team can support two wide receiver ones. I don't think you can say that about any other team in the NFL right now. I, I'm going to step in and argue Joe Burrow is the same, but I do think that, I mean, Tua, when he's under center, like uh, he's sitting as the quarterback seven in points per game right now, which Incredible. Um, like it, he's not hitting Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts numbers. Like he doesn't look like a Patrick Mahomes or even a Joe Burrow, but um, when he is under center, everything else starts to click. And I mm-hmm. think that is what makes him so important to this offense. Um, I think, like I said, the Bengals are probably the only other like one, two duo that I think are are going to be rivaling this team at this point, uh, in this duo and Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle, like both of these guys have a legitimate shot at finishing in the top 12 for fantasy wide receivers. And I don't think a lot of people expected that with Tua under center. So just really really rolling and they weren't even necessarily being drafted that way um in redraft leagues you know this this offseason right i think people were kind of putting their chips down on one player or the other but neither of those guys were being drafted as top five receivers i don't believe um and now if you have them in dynasty if you have them on the same team in dynasty you're just so excited that every single week you're basically getting like 300 yards from these two players and a lock to score at least one touchdown it's 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 absolutely incredible um, Kate, we've gone too long without talking about a certain Dallas Cowboys player. <laughs> I want to do that. Uh, but before we do that, I want to let you know that this show is sponsored by better help online therapy. Uh, listen, unfortunately life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp can make it easier to get it started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, accessible, and more uh, more affordable 
No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. It's all right there for you, as convenient as it can be. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That is BetterHelp.com slash locked on. All right, Kate. Uh, we have two breakout running backs um, here in week eight. Which one do you want to start with? I think we should talk about the Dallas Cowboys RB1, Tony Pollard, who is just literally uh, crushing it every single time he gets like true opportunity, Marcus. Like he's so fun to watch. He is mm-hmm. so explosive. He adds an element to this Dallas Cowboys offense that Zeke does not currently offer. Like I, I think it's so clear to the rest of us, but end of game presser and after a career day, Jerry Jones, of course, says we are going to go as Zeke goes. Well, you got to do a better Jerry Jones impression. Uh, we're going to go, go as uh, Zeke Elliott goes. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that ate throat. my throat alive. I could not imagine speaking with <laughs> as Jerry Jones uh, every single day. He's a true hero for, for having the, uh, cojones to speak in that voice for his entire (laughs) life um but like tony pollard i i think it's so fascinating because i see it you see it literally everybody sees it he could be the answer to help this offense propel truly uh into super bowl contention and like right now i believe that the the fourth best odds in the NFL to win the Super Bowl at might be fifth. Uh, fourth best odds, just according to a uh, 538. I just saw it this morning. Excellent. Uh, so I, I think they've got the defense. They've got the quarterback back. Like the thing that they haven't really had this year was that explosive run game. And I think like what a missed opportunity if Jerry Jones seriously cannot hand over the reins and get Tony Pollard more involved. This is a really tricky one. So Tony Pollard, again, 14 carries, 131 yards, and three touchdowns. Did catch one pass for 16 yards. It's just clear the Cowboys aren't going to overwork Tony Pollard. Like, they want to get him somewhere between 12 and 14 touches every single game. And even in this game, Kate, like... 15. Yeah, Malik Davis, eight carries, 23 yards. Uh, Kevontae Turpin got a carry. CeeDee Lamb got a carry. Dak Prescott got five carries. I think... I think Pollard's role on this team is locked in. Like you can bet on him to get double digit touches a game, but he's not going to ever get 20 carries in a game because they just don't want to use him that way. And that makes him a really tricky dynasty player to own because you're not sure which week to play him other than the weeks when it's clear Zeke Elliott's not going to play. He's a big, you know, big play threat waiting to happen. Um, He's also on the last year of his rookie contract. Will the Cowboys sign him to a deal? We'll see. Uh, currently RB25. Is that too low? I think so. Um, that Maybe that's just me, though. Marcus, like, as a backup, as a backup, uh, even, even before week eight, uh, we saw him do some really incredible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, four games total this year, including week eight, with 80 or more rushing yards as a backup. This backup. dude has not had more than 14 rush attempts in a single game. Like he is efficient. He is explosive. And Marcus, I honestly think that he's kind of a cheat code for dynasty, especially in those deeper dynasty leagues where 
you really don't exactly, uh, you know, have a ton of options in terms of depth. Like Tony Pollard is one of these guys that on the dynasty leagues that in the dynasty leagues where I have him, he's just kind of been a lock flex play for me because the touchdown upside is a hundred percent there. Uh, the breakaway play ability, a hundred percent there. Um, he's just a really, really good football player. I mean, even in uh, week two, he didn't hit that 80, uh, 80 rushing yard mark, but he still had four receptions for 55 receiving yards. Like even when he's not getting it done on the ground, like he's, he's involved in this team period. I, I just, I, I, he's a, a, you know, he's a stud Uh, guy for me. And Marcus, I, do you really like, I, I want the, the inside scoop here from the Cowboys. Is there any universe where this team actually signs Tony Pollard? Cause I think if he tests free agency, there's going to be a lot of interest and like so many, so many teams would be craving a running back as explosive as Pollard go trade for Pollard in your dynasty leagues yep. and yep. see what happens in free agency. What's going to happen with the Cowboys, Marcus. I don't see any way the Cowboys move on from Ezekiel Elliott after this year. They still have too much guaranteed money on his deal. More likely they move on from him after the 2023 season. Cowboys are already paying Zeke a ton of money. Can they really invest that much more back into Tony Pollard? No. I I say no. I think there's a chance they'd use like a transition tag to try to get him at like 10 million a year, but no, I, I, I don't see that Kate. So he's inching closer and closer to free agency. Um, and Kate, just really quickly, here are the running backs in NFL history who are averaging more yards per carry than Tony Pollard. It's Nick Chubb, it's Jamal Charles, and that is the list. Boom. So, I've, I've uh, heard of those guys. They yeah. are good. Uh, all right, let's talk about another running back. And, and this one is even more shocking to me than Tony Pollard because we kind of know Tony Pollard's a good player, and he's been a good player for a while. Deontay Foreman. Uh, what? Well, first of all, what a career to, to bounce around the league. Uh, he overcame an Achilles injury. He's really the only running back to ever do it. Um, since the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey, 118 yards against Tampa Bay, two catches for 27 yards. Against the Falcons, 26 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, my question for you. It's pretty clear that this is going to be the lead running back for Carolina going forward. If you are in a win-now window in your dynasty league what is the most that you would give up for Deontay Foreman I'm uh I'm gonna say a third and then maybe some ancillary player pick like this is a good upcoming draft so I don't want to invest too heavily and Marcus like we saw last year I want to flash back to Deontay Foreman's time with the Titans uh had a really really fantastic outing with the Titans once Derrick Henry went down with injury but I mean, for even how fantastic he was, he was really volatile. And I do think that this is a really volatile offense in general. Like, I mean, you cannot bank on this team bouncing back. I I can't even remember how many yards PJ Walker had in like the first quarter. It was just so, so bad. Like Mm -hmm. this team, I'm not, I don't want to invest too much stock in this team, but like we've seen the the highs and lows last year, uh, 19 carries, 109 uh, rushing yards in week 12, uh, but then 13 carries, 47 rushing yards, 22 carries for 108. Like 
next game he had 17 rushing yards. Like it, it was definitely an up and down kind of uh, process with Deontay Foreman last year. And I do think we're probably in for some of the same, which is why I say a third. And then I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll top that off with like, you know, a wide a receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Four. I think I agree with you. And it's, it's tough because I think this Carolina team is playing better. And I think they do want to have one guy to run the offense to, but I, I think I agree. I think Carolina will sign somebody next year, bring in somebody um, to compete with Foreman. But man, I think it's fair to ex- at least expect RB2 numbers the rest of the way, right? I think that's fair. The only question mark I have is uh, what is this going to look like when we see Chuba Hubbard come back mm-hmm. from his ankle injury? Like, do they start to, um, you know, really split that backfield evenly once Chuba's healthy? I don't really know. And I think that's what's holding me back uh, in terms of like roster construction for the Panthers. It there's so many question marks, but no, I like I, I don't think there's um probably a cheaper win now asset in Dynasty than Deontay Foreman. And he's got a great story. Yep. Uh all right, let's talk about some players that who, you know, maybe saw their value decrease a little bit on Sunday. But before we do that, we want to tell you about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, Find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with BlueNile.com and Locked On listeners will get 50% off or $50 off, excuse me, of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code Locked On. That is promo code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and it arrives in this like little secret packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, Kate, we need to talk about a certain receiver for the Jets because this one is a bummer. Um, Elijah Moore. Yeah. Zero catches uh, on Sunday. He got just one target. He again expressed his frustration uh, with the chemistry with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I, well, I, he, he threw for 355 really... yards in this game, and Elijah Moore had one target, and Corey Davis was out. Elijah Moore, this is somebody who had like a top 25 wide receiver all summer long. What are we doing with him? I mean, I think it you you, you have to hold right now, yeah. at least until the end of the NFL trade deadline, which is Tuesday, November 1st. So that is tomorrow. Yep. But like I, if he's stuck with the Jets, I'm not I'm not feeling this at all. It's, um, just, I, it's just not a good fit. It's not a good fit. He's clearly uh, he's clearly frustrated. Marcus, you made that mention of uh, what you know his frustration with the chemistry with Zach Wilson. I believe what uh, his frustration was was that uh, he wouldn't know because he doesn't get the ball. Yep. Like that is like ultimate shots fired. I think the team. Uh, what was their excuse this week for? for not getting him on the field. He, he played just, uh, he ran just seven routes on the week on the entire week uh, for comparison. Teammate Garrett Wilson ran 42 
but the team said they they were looking to get Garrett Wilson on the field. Now, does that explain why Denzel Mims, who has been in the dog house, yeah. ran 32 routes? Like, no. Like, I'm sorry. Elijah Moore is the much better player over Denzel Mims. And when he gets the ball, uh, we've seen him shine, and that's great. But, like – it's it's very clear that this offense is not going to do anything with Elijah Moore, which no. brings me to my point. Trade the man. Like, Trade him. It, it, they've, and they've come out to say no. You could get a second-round pick for Elijah Moore. I'm confident in that. Easily. And, like, if, if the Steelers were to give up a second-round pick for Elijah Moore, I would be over the moon excited. Like, this, you know, trade him to the Packers. The Packers need yes. uh, a guy that's, like, immediately able to make plays. Uh, Elijah Moore is that guy. And the Jets came out to say they don't want to trade him. I don't really get why. If you're going to sit him on the bench for seven routes a game, trade him. Trade him. You're just wasting an asset, right? Um, I got another one, Kate. This player was, still is, he's a top 30 receiver, and this is his last three games. Two for 14. Three for twenty-three, one for thirteen. I'm talking about Cortland Sutton. I- I'm Ooh. really worried about Cortland Sutton, and I have Cortland Sutton in almost every single dynasty league. I thought he would be the DK Metcalf in this offense. He would be the one making big plays down the field, and it's just not happening. He has no rapport with Russell Wilson at all, and it's been a while now for 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 Cortland Sutton. Uh, Kate, it's. I mean, this isn't like a super, super young receiver. It's not like he's a 24-year-old. He's 27, and I, it, he really hasn't had that breakout season in a while. Now, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I don't think we're at the point where we can point to like the torn ACL anymore. Like we can't, uh, we we can't say like, oh, he's still coming. No, like this is just kind of who Cortland Sutton is right now. Uh, you know, Marcus, he's had just six top 12 weeks in his entire career. Yeah. Six. Uh, okay. Here's something that's even more concerning since the start of the 2020 season, he has three touchdowns, three. Yeah. I'm, I'm all over uh, selling Cortland Sutton wherever I can heading into this week. He ranked third in air yards, which like, that's the metric everybody looks at where they're like, okay, so like maybe these guys aren't connecting right now, but they're this close. Like that's, that's our sort of upside metric, right? Like Mm -hmm. how far are you being targeted down the field? Like, even if you're not connecting, we want to see that opportunity there. The opportunity is there for Cortland Sutton and it has been, but they do not have the kind of connection that we thought. And honestly, I'm looking to move him. Obviously, Russell Wilson's not going to go anywhere with the contract he has. Um, you know, I think our best bet maybe is that Cortland Sutton is traded at some point, or like I, I don't really know what the upside is there. But Marcus, like I said, even even in his best seasons, have only seen three top twelve performances. Twenty nineteen, only seven top twenty four weeks. It's it's tough out there. Um... One last just kind of dynasty loser. It, it, I, it Listen, we could do this whole offense right now, but it's Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers. It's just – it's not working. Kenny Pickett's really struggling right now, and it's really hurting the value of everybody on offense. Um, 
Najee Harris, eight carries for 32 yards. Chase Claypool, four for 45. And I'm actually surprised he got that much. He had one really nice reception that kind of boosted that total up. Deontay Johnson, who was a plug-and-play wide receiver, two every single week last year, five for 35. No catches for George Pickens in this game on only three targets. I mean, it, we just, we're in a bad place with the Steelers' offense right now that nobody you can really trust from week to week to have any kind of value. No, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, in terms of his pace right now, Marcus, he's on a 17-game pace for 3,600 total yards, seven touchdowns, and 27 interceptions. That's rough. rough. Ten fumbles. Like, that's his 17-game pace right now, and that's atrocious. And, like, I'm sick of the comps to, like, these legendary quarterbacks who started out their rookie seasons really slow, like – Kenny Pickett is not Peyton Manning. He wasn't the prospect like Kenny Pickett, small hands, fifth year, red shirt, senior breakout, like 24 years old. Yep. 20. Like this is not a spring chicken. Okay. Like this is a, a guy who in his final career at Pitt or in his final year at Pitt, um, you know, he, he had a nice year and I think, this like I've been all over this uh, for quite some time, and I'm I'm trying not to tilt too hard because I've already not loved Kenny Pickett as a prospect. But geez, Marcus, like it's it's, it's really rough. Another quarterback loser. We got to talk about Derek Carr. Uh, just absolutely not not no. getting anything done. Like. I don't believe the Raiders crossed the 50 at any point yesterday. No. And this, like, it's, it's sad watching this team. Like Derek Carr just looks lost. Absolutely lost. Uh, I cannot believe that this is a team that was in the playoffs just last season. Uh, Derek Carr though, I think people are losing patience with him in the last four games, thrown just three touchdowns, uh, like not, averaging under 200 passing yards per game like he's not getting it done and the Raiders are really going to have to examine their options this offseason I think the you know in terms of any value being left for Derek Carr as a fantasy quarterback if you can move him for anything it's gone like a fourth rounder I'll take it in a super flex I'll take a fourth rounder I'm, I'm gonna read you just their drives with Derek Carr yesterday three plays two yard negative two yards punt Eight plays, 27 yards, punt. Five plays, 17 yards, turnover on downs. Three plays, eight yards, interception. Eight plays, 24 yards, punt. Uh, End of half. Five plays, 16 yards, punt. Nine plays, 20 yards. Great drive, punt. 14 plays, uh, 64 yards, end of game. That was actually with Jared Stidham. Like, they never had more than 20 yards on a drive with Derek Carr. Like, that's how bad things were for the Raiders on Sunday and I mean I it, listen their schedule gets a lot easier they play the Jaguars they play the Colts they play the Steelers coming up they have some games where they'll put up points but the days of thinking Derek Carr could be like a low end QB1 are absolutely gone yep yeah. um I I what, tried to warn you guys yeah it's, it's it's not good uh plus Kate just doesn't like watching Derek Carr I think that's that's part of it I really don't. And like, I mean, Marcus, this season. That's okay. I have a quarterback like that that I don't like to watch either. So Kenny Pickett. Well, no, I, it's 
it's Kyler Murray for me. It's just so frantic, but that's every time you see Kyler Murray in his brain, that's what, that's what here's uh, yeah. goes through my head. I, I should, I, I dressed up as Luigi for Halloween. I should have wore my Luigi stuff for the show today. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Locked On Dynasty on YouTube. Please go uh, like, subscribe over there. You can follow Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your Halloween. And we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. Matt and Ryan, Tuesday and Wednesday. Kate, you and I, Thursday and Friday this, this week. Enjoy your week, guys. We'll see you then.